What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the other side of the firewall podcast, where we talk about the latest and greatest of cybersecurity news, as well as we highlight those movers and shakers, the glass ceiling breakers, those people of color who've made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall. My name is Ryan Williams, and as always, I'm joined by Shan Times. What's up? What's up? What's going on? Welcome to season two of the podcast. Uh, we've moved over to Heroes Media Group. So please uh, continue to tune in and see our growth uh, over there as well. So for those of you who have already subscribed, you'll see no changes. Uh, you'll be redirected to, to the podcast like normal. For all those new subscribers, they can uh, hit up the Heroes Media uh, group page and they'll see our podcast. Uh, and just definitely continue to tune in, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Without further ado, I'll give it to Shannon. All right, everybody. So this next article is from techcrunch.com and it's written by Carly Page. It's uh, NextGen Healthcare says hackers access personal data of more than 1 million patients. So NextGen Healthcare is a, is a US-based provider and they provide electronic health record software, right? And so they said their systems got breached and, and personal data of more than 1 million patients um, has been has been accessed, right? So this is actually the second time in about five months that they've been hit so they got hit before in january actually as well right so but that's not a good look for them at this point it's kind of like all right it's not this isn't baseball you don't have to wait for three strikes at this point right like people might want to start looking for other electronic health record software um to where these breaches aren't so common but um this actually, so there was a data breach notification that was filed with the main attorney general's office, and they confirmed that the hackers accessed the personal data of 1.05 million patients, right? Um, and 4,000 of those people were actually residents of Maine, hence them sending the notification up there. But uh, next gen, they did send a, a, a you know, uh, a letter to the folks saying that, you know, hackers stole patients' names, dates of birth, address, and social security numbers. The one they had in January, they actually sold, it was names, what was it? It was names, addresses, and I think passport scans, I think is what they got. So, oh yeah, employee names, addresses, phone numbers, and passport scans. So, I mean, they got to do a better job of this, right? So, we we keep trusting um, these companies that that deal with sensitive data to do their part, but it's just not happening, right? And it could it could be that these hackers are getting more sophisticated, right? Like, it, well, we know they're getting more sophisticated, but I don't know if it's that people are just resting on their laurels. They're saying, okay, well, we've we've been good for so long, and as we've had on the show before, we've seen it to where people are cutting down, you know what I mean, on their on their cybersecurity, you know what I mean, whether it be personnel or or, or hiring out people, you know what I mean, so. Um, at what point do we tell, do, do these companies need to tell themselves, you know, they need to take this a little more serious? Maybe the penalties need to be a little bit more harsh for things like this, right? Maybe, especially when it comes to, to stuff like this, right? Social security numbers, who knows if there was, if, they, if they're going to get access to PHI, because it's one of those things where, yeah, you see the story, right? But this is what they tell us happened, you know, two weeks after the attack, because this was March 30th, I think, is, is when they notified or something like that. So, who knows what come of this, right? This could be one of those things that's far reaching. And, and like we talked about before, we actually talked about this last week, right? It's only a matter of time before they start fishing people, right? To try to get more information from them. Like this is, this is where the payoff is for them. So, um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. Oh, this is another thing, right? So, so what do you think they got offered, right? The people whose stuff got, got taken, take, take a wild guess. What do you, what do y'all think they offered them, right? 
Yeah, what what it always is, right? It's like protection and identity protection. Exactly, exactly. 24 months worth. It's like, okay, yeah, like I've already got that from the other five companies that I deal with that, (laughs) you know, this happened with like that. That does nothing for me, right? Like, don't don't offer me that. Like, just do better in the beginning. So I don't have to be put in that situation to to begin with. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, this was this is one of those things, man. Like, I, I think we're just going to, we're going to see it more and more, right? It, it, like this company was twice in five months. Like I said, it was January. Here we are in May. Um, they got hit again, right? So the, the, having people's uh, PHI out there or even their PII, right? Because it's their, it's their socials, you know, and passport scans. Um, it's just not what people want to deal with, right? You, you are, we, people hire you on to perform a service for them. With, with the understanding that you're going to protect that information, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's just not happening, but Ryan, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah. So, and I know they call out Maine. Uh, I often forget about Maine, not because it's not a big state, but it's just so North, right? Like, uh, I'm like, yeah, that's not Canada. Like, and being from Buffalo, I get a whole lot. You're from Southern Canada. Like Maine is really up there. Um, but I, I know they called them out because that's where the, um, the data breach notification was filed with their attorney general. But uh, I also saw that it uh, impacted um, Florida as well, right? So that like next gen is uh, covers several different states, uh, and in in Florida, uh, so it says Florida based technology company uh, Nation Benefits confirmed last week that more than three million members had their uh, their data stolen cyber attack with Brightline virtual therapy provided by children uh, said more than nine hundred sixty thousand of the company's pediatric mental health patients uh, had data stolen. So almost a million of the company's pediatric mental health patients data was stolen. That's that's ridiculous, right? Like to have that out there um, uh, to be used in whatever nefarious way, uh, whether it be, like you said, phishing attempts will start going out there, right? So they're going to start getting emails saying, hey, you know, your dad's been compromised. And they'll have specifics, so it makes it even more credible, right? Like they can call out conditions, ailments, your doctor potentially, and you'll click it because you 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 won't think twice about it sometimes. So just be very careful, uh, just in general in life. Whenever you get an email from any of uh, the companies that you're associated with, which is sometimes it's funny when it's a company you're not like some bank that you're not even tied to, and it's like, hey, your your stuff's been compromised. Click this link, you know. But if they, <laughs> for the most part, though, like they're not they're they're going for volume. So if they happen to hit you and your bank is, let's say, Wells Fargo, you might click that link, right? Dear customer. Usually they know your name, but sometimes it's dear customer. But in this case, they don't know your name, potentially your address. And and again, those ailments or um, uh, diagnoses, uh, which is super scary, especially when it says, um, you know, children are involved as well. So uh, parents might be more apt to click the link because they're like, oh, you know, my baby. <laughs> and now you've, you've been compromised uh, further. Um, I need to figure out what LifeLock's ticker number uh, symbol is. I need to invest because LifeLock is the go-to, is the gold standard when it comes to fraud protection nowadays. And uh, like, I'm sure I have like multiple Life LifeLock uh, accounts and benefits I've never uh, opted into because of previous data breach, OPM, so on and so forth. Uh, Wells, Wells Fargo pushed it to me one time. T-Mobile has probably hit me up every quarter because they have a breach like every six months. Um, well, the, o- the OPM one, was, wasn't that lifetime for us or something like that? It was something a, like that, yeah. Really I, I, I never looked into it, uh, but yeah. I probably should. Yeah. <laughs> it was years <laughs> ago. So like, yeah. <laughs> 
but you know it's uh, all joking aside it, it's it's getting pretty ridiculous and I, I can only imagine on um uh next gen side right like maybe they don't have a robust cyber department which which is is fine as long as you're you have uh third-party vendors and auditors and you're hiring for these services right you have a, a v CISO or some sort of practitioner CISO something uh to help you uh, try to combat this write your policies and what have you but in the midst of Let's say that they were doing their due diligence. They got breached back in January. They started to do their their audits. They started to you know onboard either their own people or third party people. They didn't have that long before the next breach. So like that would be if they were doing what they're supposed to do, had everything rolling. That's a huge blow. Like that can get potential people who just got onboarded fired, who had nothing to do with it. Right? Like the 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 doors were already open. They were trying to secure them, and as you're trying to get right. You get hit again, which causes turmoil, setbacks, things get reset. Um, so I, I I have no uh, you know visibility into that. But if they were doing what they're supposed to be doing after the first breach, this is going to set them back after the second breach. Like they might have to to reboot. So so here's my question to that then. So wouldn't wouldn't it be that much more of a priority? Like <laughs> I, I'm I'm I would believe that they are putting as much money and time as they can into seeking new business, getting new customers and things right. like that. That's not taking five months. You know what I mean? Like after it happened in January, it should have been like, okay, this is a priority. Bring people in, or even like you said, hire out to a third party company mm -hmm. that specializes in this. Like it doesn't take five months for something like that to get done if it is a priority. So that's why I'm kind of like, was it really- yeah, The budget too. Like they, they seem pretty expensive. Like they seem to, to be a, a pretty big network, but like, I don't know the margins, right? So- uh, who's to say they had the money to put into it like are they paying for the previous breach I, I that that that's a nightmare uh also right you even get done with the first uh the ramifications from the first one before you get with the second one um and if they weren't if it was not a priority before it's definitely like you said a priority now um because now they have to to regain trust right reputation is hurt in this instance um and then whatever payouts or payments or like I'm sure that lifelock for us is free but what are they paying them <laughs> to make that service roll out um, and and be uh, available for people to, to be able to have this, the, you know, the visibility they, they need to protect themselves. So uh, jury's out on that. But yeah, um, uh, HIPAA and high trust are, are, are pretty big um, in general, right? So I'm sure they have someone on the, who is on the ball trying to uh, secure all this stuff, get the policies rolling, get everything signed and enforced, um, uh, hopefully in the near future. So they don't have five more months to get breached again so we'll see how it turns out like I'm sure this will pop up if if something were to happen again it's definitely going to pop up on our radar um and that would be three strikes in one year which is is pretty severe right so I'm sure their their c-suite is uh you know that's a focal point for them right now um to in, ensure that they stay afloat because a third a third one might take them down so but uh with that being said uh you know, uh, I, I think this is a pretty, pretty great episode. You know, I'm pretty biased. <laughs> if you like this type of information, our our our, our speculation <laughs> about these companies and what they're doing uh, outside of Black Black, please continue to tune in, uh, like, share, subscribe uh, with all, and share with all your nerdy friends. Get us out there. Again, we've moved over to Heroes Media Group. We're in our season two. So if you would, um, if you know somebody or yourself would like to uh, to come on. Uh, to you know again like we are we're, we're champions and we're trying to 
highlight those uh, people of color who've made it to a C-suite and senior level positions. If that's you or you know someone like that, please hit us up. Uh, we, we can uh, try to schedule things to get them on the show and, uh, you know, make season two uh, just as special as season one was with all, all of our special guests. So hit up all the websites that go by our name. Give me a personally. I'm at RyRy Security Guy. That's R-Y-R-Y Security Guy. I am on LinkedIn, Clubhouse, and Twitter. Stay safe. Stay secure. Thank you.